bearded Biomed. Welcome back, all you bearded listeners. Now, first off, don't worry if you don't got a beard. Since you listen to this podcast, you get an honorary one. So kudos. Now, I want to thank everybody for the support. The amount of downloads and feedback that I've only been live for two weeks has been incredible, and I absolutely love it, eating it up. Thank you very much. Now, on to business. This week, I want to discuss the relationship between biomed and IT. It can be both a beneficial and exacerbating one, to say the least. But before I get into all that, I want to point out how we are more alike than different. One thing is we both fix other people's problems, mostly the end user. We both enjoy pointing out how crappy the systems in place are, or at least I do. Medical facilities love to stick both the IT and biomed departments in the back corner or the basement of the hospital. And lastly, we both go through college or technical training. Now, that last one I point out because I recently had a clinician ask me if biomeds have to go through specialized training or college. Now, let me think. I just grabbed a screwdriver, multimeter, and the occasional hammer to fix a sophisticated piece of medical technology used to treat and save lives. Yes, people. People think that we DIY this shit. Just some random Joe Schmo off the street, grabs a couple of tools, walks into a hospital, makes shit happen. So, good job, y'all. Someday society will know. Someday, I say. The biomed will be the prevalent job sought after. Now, anywho, I have facilities that I work in tandem with IT uh, to make sure radiology can send their images to where they want. Central monitors pick up their telly boxes and Dr. Dingleberry can pick his fancy device for system updates. However, we both know that he's not the one doing those updates. As technology improves, so does the need for our cooperation and expansion of our skill sets to prevent the growing concern of cybersecurity. More and more medical devices these days connect to the network, such as glucose monitors, pacemakers, neurostems, you know, CTs, MRIs, patient monitors, etc. We all know the spiel. Security mitigation is at the forefront these days. There is a proclamation to us all that we must be ready against attacks on our hospital systems. Many medical facilities out there are utilizing out-of-date models within little or no protection. They are exactly the ones at risk. Two points of concern really fall into this for me. One is realizing that as biomeds, this does indeed fall into our scope, and it's only going to become more prevalent as more and more technology expands into these areas of network. Secondly, is that we have to follow the FDA guidance and their playbook that they provide to us so that we can combat the ransomware attacks that are becoming more frequent. We have heard about WannaCry in 2017 that affected imaging systems, causing outages everywhere, even the heartbeat monitor malfunction in 2019 at an Alabama medical center. Manufacturers are turning out more and more modalities with network capabilities, and this is absolutely fantastic for improving healthcare. But this also complicates and comes with inherent risk. Let's take a step back and recognize that even if patient safety isn't at risk on a particular device, that device being down due to outages can cause turning away patients for care and preventing them crucial therapies that they might need in order to survive. Hell, if you consider a CT or MRI that is unable to take scans due to an outage, costs a facility thousands a day. 
If it's not running and accessible, this is a huge issue. Now, right now, there isn't regulation that I know of that is requiring manufacturers to set into place security protocols for network. But it's more of like a stringent guideline to say, hey, this needs to be a concern of yours. Now, if anyone has more information on this, please share it to the group so that, you know, we can know some things. Now, we do know the concerns, but how does this work out with teaming up with IT? Now, in my experience, I usually hear, yeah, uh, I don't manage that network or that's not our server. Or the more common one is I don't hear anything because I can't find the damn IT guy to begin with. You got to get a hold of a nurse that knows a guy that knows his cousin that knows the number to the IT guy where he could be. And then they call him and then he says he can't come. While many medical facilities employ full-time IT personnel, the ones that I take care of tend to have some third-party contracted uh, company or just some random recent college grad that does the bare minimum and gets a paycheck. I have one rural hospital that comes to mind that during the paramount point in COVID in 2019, their entire central monitoring system went down. Uh, This is a mindery system. Mindery was absolutely fantastic in the sense of helping me establish where the problem was, tracing the issue to the server, and did their best to give me everything I could possibly ask for so that we can get them up and running. We eventually tracked down the problem to the server, but come to find out that it didn't belong to the company that now services the hospital. It belonged to a company that was no longer existed. And the answer that I got from the IT guys was, sorry, bro. We're not responsible for that, but good luck. I couldn't even fathom that they'd even want to attempt to help considering that the hospital had no means to monitor their patients, especially during COVID. It drove me bonkers. Not all of them are bad. I have worked with many talented IT technicians and a lot of them have taught me what I know today, but I have also been stuck with some that make me wonder how the hell Did you become an IT technician or even get this job to begin with? Now, do I believe that the biomed realm is going to shift so much to the point to where we completely remove IT technicians from the medical facilities? No, absolutely not. Uh, They serve a purpose. We serve a purpose. But there is a threshold when it comes to network device management that we need to facilitate when the time calls. So my fellow techs, both IT and biomed out there, how the hell are we going to fight off this impending doom of Dr. Dingleberry and his cohorts giving access to the malcontents of the world? Let's discuss that, shall we? One, how about we get rid of this equipment that is so old, so out of date, that the manufacturer can't help but just laugh the stitches when we ask for a software update? Yeah, we no longer support that unit, so get the latest and greatest. We have to manage the life cycles of these devices and make it abundantly clear of the risks that are associated with you keeping this old piece of crap. I would bet you also that the majority of the staff and the users of this equipment do not understand the implications of cybersecurity or the importance of having the ability to actually perform these software patches, um, which a lot of these devices are becoming more and more uh, prevalent to be able to do them in order to repair them on some of these issues. There's a huge disconnect in this area, and we have to do better at informing, you know, the medical staff. I 
really think back to how much training and awareness we got in the military, knowing how screwed we would be if we even plugged in an unauthorized device, accepted unknown emails, or did anything minutely out of the spec of what they expect of us and how it, you know, just one little act would ruin your career. And then I think about how I know my customers take care of their equipment and I would assume that their par on safety practices is less than minimal. So what I have to say about this is educate and disseminate better practices to all these medical facilities, wherever you may be, so that we don't have these issues. Number two, let's identify what devices and areas of storage are crucial to protect. Patient data, system files, backups. All of it have to be considered and planned for to mitigate these risks. Otherwise, we might as well have a neon sign above your medical facility that says, hold hostage, party of malware. Work in conjunction with our IT. Let's separate the silos and foster some kind of relationship with your IT so that way you can improve instead of going against one another. That way it's less difficult to take care of your facility. I will say that this will not be likely for everybody. And for those of you that fall into that category, emails and documentation, my friends, are the absolute go-to. At least until that person or team can be replaced with someone whose motto is not my problem. Number four, let's teach our staff to keep a noticeable eye on their devices and notices something is not operating correctly. Now, here's the kicker. Get them to provide an accurate report of what they saw. I know this sounds like mythology almost to the point, because as biomeds, uh, it's pretty common to get a sign, perhaps a post-it note held together on tape on top of the equipment saying broken, uh, does not work help. And that's it. So seeing as how them giving us uh, network issues doesn't seem very likely, but we have to continue to try. I would say the overall take that I could give you for this episode is that we need to recognize that there are prevalent issues when it comes to security for network devices in our hospitals. And it's not going to help any of us if the biomed and IT cannot work together. That being said, I really hope that there are more examples of IT and biomeds teaming up out there than what I've experienced. At the end of the day, patient safety trumps all. So whatever beef you may have with your ID department or, you know, whatever non-relationship you might have, we need to start establishing a network. So not only can we communicate better with each other, but that way we can start sharing information and start setting systems in place so that we don't have situations like some of the ones I mentioned earlier in the episode. Overall, I am looking forward to future episodes. Um, I really appreciate every single one of you or listeners. Um, I would love to hear what some topics in the field I should cover in future episodes from you guys. And if you have any suggestions, 
please feel free to reach out to me at Bearded Biomed on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, so we can expand the community together. Uh, really, I'm just getting started. And as 2022 gets going, this is going to get bigger, better, and even more bearded as I go. So this is the Bearded Biomed signing out. Salutations, and I'll catch you next time. Take care.